You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Danielle. Welcome to the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast, episode 21. Today, we are talking about all things productivity. And I'm not going to lie, this interview both excited me and terrified me all equally. This is one of my very favorite topics. Oh, my goodness. I, I wonder if anybody listening is surprised by our reaction <laughs> to this topic. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I love the idea of productivity. I think it's awesome. And then I start to like go into all the tools and the tips and the, the articles and the books. And, and then I, I, I close my computer and I, I go sit in a corner and now I cry. See, when I'm trying to be productive, one of my favorite things, as we've talked about productive procrastination, is to read about how to be more productive. So that way I feel like, you know, I'm doing things, but I'm really not. That's not productive. <laughs> no, it isn't. It is not. I think I was, I'm actually really excited to talk to somebody um, who is a productivity specialist. Our guest today is Amber De La Garza. When she told me she's a productivity specialist, I was like, oh my goodness, tell me more about that. Like I need, I need to understand how you specialize in productivity. So I think she's going to give us some really awesome tips. I am super excited. Before we go in, Jamie, what would you say is your number one struggle in this area? For me, it's um, squirrel syndrome. I just get, I time block. So the way that I have to be productive is I have to time block. I have to have three hours to sit and do a project. I have to start it and I have to finish it. I can't switch back and forth, go in between, or I'm never going to get it done. Um, and so my problem is shutting just everything else off, all the distractions or, oh, like I'll be sitting at my computer. I'll be working. I'll like look over at the corner of my eye. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of laundry over there. I'm just going to take a minute and throw that, throw that laundry in. And then on the walk, I'm like, oh, my kids left this over here. And let me just clean that up real quick. And oh, I'm a little hungry. Maybe I'll make a snack. And then 45 minutes later, I sit back down and I was like, yep, I time blocked nothing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. How about you? For me, I think that the distractions are a really big one. But honestly, the number one thing, and you and I have talked about this so many times, is I tend to lose control of my schedule. Mm -hmm. And for example, I will schedule, let's say I have three consults in a day and our consults usually run about 20 minutes. So I will schedule one for nine o'clock, one for 10 o'clock, and then one for 11 o'clock. So I end up having these weird pockets of time that 
aren't quite enough for me to feel like I can get a full project done. So I tend to not start it because like you said, I want to be able to have the time to start and finish so that there's not a lot of task switching. So for me, I really became aware I was doing this last year. So that is kind of one of my focuses for 2018 is to try to get better control so that I don't lose pockets of time that way. That's smart. I I can't until before I started time blocking, I definitely had that issue. And now that I say to myself, you get two hours to make all your phone calls on this day, that happens less. But like you, if I have a call at 10 and then a call at 11, I'm not going to sit down and work on a document for say a half hour or 40 minutes. It just And it's so easy during that random pocket to be like, I'll just check in on Facebook right now. And then you've literally done nothing. Like I'm not even like getting my email caught up or like Mm -hmm. any other type of productive procrastination that I could do, like organizing stuff in Trello or whatever. So yeah, that's been, that one's been a big hurdle for me. Well, let's hope Amber has some good tips for us. But before we get into the interview, I'm going to tell everyone a little bit about her. Amber De La Garza is the productivity specialist. I'm still obsessed with that title. Amber is a sought-after coach, trainer, speaker, writer, and the host of the Productivity Straight Talk podcast. She helps entrepreneurs take consistent, massive, focused action in business and equips them with the specific techniques needed to reduce stress. Who doesn't want that? Mm-hmm. increase profits, money, make more time for what matters most and achieve their vision of success. But before we start with our interview, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hashtag Legal. Hashtag Legal is a full service law firm specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and service professionals. We offer a wide range of services, contract review and drafting, trademark and copyright registration and monitoring, FTC advice and disclosures, and full site reviews, including drafting site terms and conditions and privacy policies. Check us out at www.hashtag-legal.com. I am so excited to be here with Amber. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So this week, we are talking all about productivity. Amber, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm not shy about this. I have a love-hate relationship with productivity. <laughs> Most really people do. do. <laughs> it's good. To, it's good that I'm not alone. Yes, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one I've ever met that wakes up excited about productivity. So it's okay. I know I'm an odd bird. I I'm desperate to be more productive. Um, and I start off strong. I'm ready to go, and then things rapidly fall apart. That's pretty much my every day. Um, and I know our listeners have told us and uh, that they feel exactly the same. So we are incredibly excited to hear your tips uh, and all your great tools. Um, but before we get into it, I want our listeners to learn a little more about you. So tell me how you became a productivity expert because I love that title. <laughs> Thank you. So it was a journey like anyone that's listening on their entrepreneurial journey. I didn't just wake up one day and say, I am going to be the productivity specialist. That's not how it happened at all. And any good idea, there was a seed planted. And at the time, you don't know that that's what's happening until you fast forward because hindsight's twenty twenty. But I had a long career in real estate. I actually have a degree in real estate and business management. And I sold for quite a few years and ran some large teams. Uh, but I 
was drawn to coaching and training. So I went on with um, a large real estate company here in Las Vegas. We had 1,200 agents. And one of my positions with them was to do uh, coaching, business coaching on how to build their teams, how to create leverage. It was in that moment or those moments rather that I would sit down with my clients and they were only the top 20%. So it was the most successful agents that I was working with. So they were successful in their own right, but they were looking to expand their business. And every session, even though the material was amazing and the models were fabulous, they would tell me the same thing. This is so great, Amber, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm out of time. I'm too busy working in my business, not on my business. Now, anyone listening, including you, Jamie, I'm sure those sound like familiar words, right? Every day. (laughs) Yes, yes. I was like, but this stuff is so good. If they would just implement it, if they would just do these, take these actions to grow their business, they could be exponentially more successful. And so it was then that the little seed was planted that I felt that there was an underlying skill set that was um, needed for entrepreneurs, and that is productivity. That I truly believe that if we can learn to manage ourselves and manage our time and be more purposeful with it, that we can take advantage of everything that's around us that we want to take advantage of. The conferences we go to where we meet people and we have best of intentions or even an idea or the journal, the big books of journals of ideas that we have, how do we turn that into reality? And for me, the answer was improving productivity. So my whole methodology and why I do what I do is I believe it's a skill set that can be learned. And I'm on a mission to teach people how to be more productive. You, you have me. You had, me a, you had me at productivity. No, that sounds amazing. And I'm very excited to hear more about this. So tell me, how do you actually define productivity? Yeah. So thanks for asking me. I actually almost start every presentation that I do or speaking with my definition of productivity because unfortunately, there's so many definitions out there. So my definition is as simply as this. You invest your best time into your best activities. And when you're investing your best time into your best activities, that is true productivity. So it's not about getting everything done. It's not about being the most organized person. It is truly the moments and times that you're able to be most proactive and choose to invest your time in those activities that will get you closer to your, you know, your goals or your vision of success. That that sounds manageable, like something yeah. I actually could do because my overwhelm comes from, let me get everything done. I have this massive list and I must cross all the things off, but that makes it feel like you can actually achieve something. Right. You know, Jamie, I used to be in that boat too. Like I am a very driven person. And so the idea of wanting to just march right down the list and get it all done, it's ideal, but it never happens. And in fact, you know what, Jamie, if you were to come to me and say, Amber, I crossed everything off my list, I would probably be looking at you and saying, and I bet you're out of business. Because (laughs) yes, right? Like that's the only time that your, your to-do list is really going to be gone. So any other time, so our, our, I can assume our goals are not to be out of business. So any other time we're actually fighting reality and now we're at odds with time and we're at odds with the idea of being productive because we keep shitting on ourselves and telling ourselves like we should get it all done and we should cross everything off. And that is a negative place to be in. And that's not a place that you want to come from when you want to come from power and being proactive and conquering your day. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't set you up for success at all. (laughs) 
No, not at all. But it took me a long time to actually come to that, you know, conclusion myself too. And so I know that there's a lot of people listening that are like, what? I'm not supposed to get it all done? Yeah, no, it's kind of a novel approach, right? (laughs) I have my list, my massive list, which I'm currently looking at and cringing. So how do I look at it and identify what are my actual productive activities that I should be doing? Yes. So um, I'm assuming that most of the listeners here are entrepreneurs, right? Um, This is great because uh, we all have four buckets. And so I'm just going to break this down simply. Uh, I think every entrepreneur has every single task on your list, Jamie, should fall into four buckets. And the first bucket is marketing. So this is when you're getting visible or you're like doing your podcast, right? Or, you know, um, maybe going to a conference. This is how you get in front of more people. This would be your social media. Um, The list is really endless. Everybody has their different way. But I want you to think of this as being visible so that you could possibly have sales conversations. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Cool. So so that's the first bucket. So if you're doing marketing activities correctly, then you go into your sales bucket. And that's when you have an opportunity to actually ask for the business. And so this could be in multiple different ways. But essentially, you know, if you had a day where it just fell off the train tracks, but you got a new client because you had a sales conversation, I would chalk that up to a productive day because that is getting you closer to your goals of revenue, business growth, servicing more people. And then the third bucket is actually servicing the clients. So this is how you perform what it is, whatever it is you do, whether you're a coach or a contractor, service provider. The fourth bucket is actually where we all almost get stuck the majority of the time, and that's the other bucket. It's all the other things it takes to run our business. And if it does not fall in one of those three buckets that I just said, so marketing, sales, or servicing your clients, it falls in the other bucket. And so when we're thinking about how can we make the most productive use of our time, for an entrepreneur, it is always, always going to be revenue-generating activities. So you should be investing in those three buckets on a regular basis. Marketing, because once it overflows, you get to have more sales conversations. Once you have more sales conversations, you get to service more clients. And if these buckets get out of like, you know, whack, (laughs) you know, Jamie, we could spend all our time servicing our clients and then we stop marketing ourselves and then our businesses go up and down. So just to be precise, to answer your question, um, we want to make sure that it's revenue generating and of the revenue generating activities, I think it should fall in one of the first three buckets. I love that methodology. I am a service-based business. I mean, as as most of our listeners know, Danielle and I have a law firm. And so we are, that's what we do. I think I sort of subconsciously knew those were the three types of activities I should be doing. But you're right, that other bucket is can be often very enticing. <laughs> oh, it is. Because the other bucket is generally things that other people want you to do or things that actually have like specific deadlines. Well, you and I are podcasters, so we do have deadlines with like getting our podcasts out and produce and such. But if it was some other way, like maybe blogging or something where there wasn't as, as, um, stern of a deadline, those things can kind of get pushed to the side when we feel like we're drowning in that other bucket. And so I really work with people just to find out how can you minimize your time in that other bucket? And that's through various strategies. But once you're looking at your business as four buckets, and now you're looking at your list as four buckets, I think it's more helpful for you to identify like what your priority items are. I love that. So is this the top 
productivity concern that you typically hear from entrepreneurs? The top productivity concern that I get most often is pretty much tied. Um, One is that they are unable to focus, that there's so much going on that, that they know they need to be doing stuff, but they feel like their attention is torn in so many different ways that they can't just get to work. So focused is is a really big one. And the other one, because we're not able to focus, it's the feeling of overwhelm. So some people might come to me and say, you know what, I feel overwhelmed. And they're not quite certain that it's because they're unable to actually focus on what it is they want to be, you know, putting their attention towards. I think you read my diary, Amber. (laughs) You know what, Jamie, I think um, this is something we didn't even prep for, but you said that you had your massive list like right in front of you. Yeah. So if you, would you be open to sharing um, a couple tasks that you would put in each of these buckets to give our listeners an idea? I would. Yeah, of course. I love this idea. I I find myself very heavy on the client side because I do have a lot of deadlines on that side. So I can't give specifics, but say I have four contracts I have to get out this week um, and a trademark I need to research. So that's some of my, I guess, my client service one. Yep. I'm speaking at a conference. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. I'm very excited. So I have to finish my presentation. So I'm assuming that's a marketing Yes. Then I have a number of consults with potential new clients that I've set. Um, They're either new clients or existing clients that have come back. Um, And so I have a bunch of phone calls interspersed within there. Okay, that's perfect. That's your sales bucket. Now, I'm a little odd. So I was literally hearing your tasks and I'm in color coding. (laughs) So for me, like marketing, because you want to look at your calendar and your task list and just see that you have a nice balance from, you know, day to day or week to week, because it's so quick that we can, you know, quickly get out of balance and, and, and focus on one of the three or four buckets rather. And then we get our head up above water and we're like, oh my gosh, what happened? And so you right now, I sound like you have a lot of, to me, orange. This is just funny. Like, This is just how my brain works. So orange to me is like marketing. It could be any color. Mm -hmm. And then green is your sales bucket. So if I was looking at your calendar or task list, I'd quickly be able to see you have several new client appointments. And then for me, servicing clients are red. Like that is like high priority for me. So I just color that red. And then anything in the other bucket is uh, gray, like admin, like totally not where I want to be. Yeah, and I, so, I definitely have some of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, when we look at, you know, when we ask the question, where did our time go? I like seeing it on my calendar or on my task list clearly how I've invested that time so that, you know, even if we have an off day, when we're planning for the next day or say we have an off week and we're planning for the next week, we can look back and say, you know what? I need to ensure I get more sales calls this next week or I need to ensure that I get more um, marketing. So whatever that looks like for your business. I love this advice. Now I'm going to add a layer to it. Go Um, for it. I'm a working mom. uh, And so you just add that extra layer of juggling going on. And I know a lot of our listeners are also working moms or working dads, but working parents. (laughs) How do you help a working parent manage their time? Because if I look at my other bucket, which is not in my business, but out of my business, I see book my soon to be four-year-old's birthday party (laughs) and buy my four-year-old pants because they're look, he looks like he's wearing floods. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Where does that fall in? Yes. And so um, remember my definition was investing your best time into your best activities. 
Well, that can be applied to our personal lives as well, because I have my best activities for being a good mom, what my definition of a good mom is. And I also have specific activities on what I know keeps me happily married. And so I want to make sure that I am purposely investing time in those things. Now, the things that you gave me, I would probably, if there was another bucket for personal, those things still need to get done because you have to get, you know, keep things moving, right, in your household. Mm -hmm. That's when I would recommend um, boundaries, that you truly need to be clear about the boundaries between your business and your personal life so that you can actually achieve your vision of work-life balance. And I think that's very, very different for everybody. But the clearer you can get about what is needed of your time and resources in your personal life and then what your business needs of you and clearly identifying that. Jamie, I can give you a quick little story about that. So I, you know, I was a mom or I am a mom, not was a mom. (laughs) So I am a mom. And when I first started my business, you know, there wasn't that much revenue coming in. So I couldn't justify working five days a week or 40 hours a week. So I first started out with two days with my son in preschool. And then because I was productive and really focusing on revenue generating activities, then I was able to justify three days of preschool. And then I took three days and I bumped it up to five days. I think that looking at that and realizing the connection of when we're productive at work, it really helps us when we're at home. I think that's so true. I actually had a very similar journey to yours. Um, after I, I have an older son as well, and he's been in school. But when I had my younger son, I did the exact same thing. I would, I, when he was littler, I hired a babysitter. I had her come two days a week, and then as he got older and we decided school, we added time on. And now both of my kids are in school full days, and I ultimately hired a babysitter to come pick them up from school and bring them home and help with homework and dinner um, and stuff. And it's made me so much more productive, and it's also made it easier. For for me to set those boundaries. Boundaries are actually my favorite word and I use them all the time. And I love that you said that because they're incredibly important. My time with my kids from five until bedtime is my time. And unless there's an emergency, that's it. That's the time I spend with my kids. And so doing that has made me feel less stressed about you know, finding the time to book the birthday party or reading to my kids or helping with homework or cooking dinner. And it's made a huge, huge difference. Yeah, because you set those boundaries, you essentially created uh, what I would refer to as a block schedule. Yeah. So you've blocked out, you know, family time between five and bedtime. And then what you choose to do with that is all family related, whether it's cooking dinner or reading to your kids, that it's all focused within that time frame. And because you know that it sounds like you're very purposeful with that time, you're very clear that the work, whether the list is done or not, needs to stop for you at five o'clock. Yes, exactly. And that's that has made a huge difference. And also knowing when to ask for help. <laughs> yes. You know, I was I was gonna lead into that. Um, I've been on my own journey. I, you know, I'm a type A personality. I can I felt like I you know, could do it all, should be doing it all. You know, I was navigating the journey of now being a full-time business owner and a wife and a mom. And I quickly realized that the first place I leveraged um, was in the home. So mm-hmm. when we think about leveraging in our businesses or outsourcing or delegating, it can be pretty expensive to do it in it at work. And so the first place I delegated was a housekeeper. And I, you know, twice a month because I was not going to be giving up, you know, two Saturdays a month. I'd rather I'm gone five days a week. I'd rather spend that time, you know, with my family or you know what? 
if I need a Netflix day because I was running hard all week and being mom and being business owner and wearing all these hats, I felt like I deserved that. So the first place I found leverage was, uh, you know, hiring a housekeeper. I did the same thing. I, 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 that's so interesting. Our journeys are very similar in that way. Yes. Um, and it makes all the difference in the world. I found it was, it, it made me calmer and it made me more able to focus. And it, it made me in the home, if I'm going to, you know, separate out the business tasks and the home tasks, it just made me more present. And that was great. And so I never thought about it in terms of productivity, but you're right. It did make me more productive in my home. And I love how your tips can go back and forth between business and home and it kind of works everywhere. Yeah. You know, when somebody asked me like what my most productive use of my time is, you know, as being a mom, like let's put that hat on in that category. I I like to be home by, you know, six o'clock. Uh, we eat dinner together as a family five to six times a week, which is a lot now that I've talked to other people, but that's a priority for us. But one of the things that I've also made um, a major priority that actually determines what I say yes or no to is that I want to be home by 8.15 to put my son to bed. So I have 30 minutes with him where we read, we snuggle, we catch up on the day. And no matter how maybe fast or crazy dinner went and homework time went, that time is is reserved for that. So to give you an, a real life example, if I'm asked to speak at an evening dinner and mm-hmm. I I will say no if I cannot be home by 8.15. Uh, when I think about traveling, I limit my traveling um, so because I want to be home most nights of the week. I do travel. I do go to, I do go to conferences, but I'm not going to say yes to everything because I have that rock that's holding me that I know that if I do that consistently, that I'm building that long-term relationship with my son. So I hope that's a... a example that your listeners can kind of take home. They can fill in the blank for whatever that is for them. But once we know what those highly productive activities are, work or personal, you're you're to build your life and your schedule around that. I love that. That's great. What are some of your favorite productivity tools? We've sort of talked about your methodology and the buckets, which I love, but what kind of actual tools can some of our listeners use that you love? Yeah. So, okay. So this is a trick question. So I'm going to answer it. Uh, So I actually, I actually have an article. I have a whole thing that I do and I say, there's no app for that. Meaning there's no product, there's no tool or program or app that's going to make you more productive. Because if you remember what I said was you're investing your best time into your best activities. And I believe that that's a choice that we make. Now there are tons of quote unquote, productivity tools out there that will help us be more organized and more efficient so that we can reclaim that time to the productive activities. So just to be clear, while everyone references them as productivity tools, I want you to think of them as ways to work more efficiently um, or more organized so that you can now invest your time in tucking your kids into bed, being off by five o'clock or making those market, uh, you know, those sales calls. Does that, that. How does that sound? Okay. I, I love how I gave you a trick question and I, I did not know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So now, now that you know that, so my favorite tool to use um, are two. I love Trello. Mm-hmm. I use Trello to um, manage and, you know, communicate with my team. I have a couple independent contractors um, and a virtual assistant. And we run all projects, all podcasting, content marketing, everything through Trello. And then the second tool that I use for me is um, Microsoft Outlook. It's an all-in-one email 
calendar and task management where everything integrates seamlessly. And so those are my two absolute powerful tools that I use in my business. We use Trello in our business as well. It is something that I've definitely come around to. I tend to be more of a list maker, note taker, handwritten, but Trello, I like Trello a lot. I'm a Mac user, so Microsoft Office doesn't quite work, but I do something yeah. similar with, I have a calendar app that sort of works for me. That's I, I've, I imagine I use similarly to the way you use Microsoft Office. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, Trello takes a little time to get used to. We had some, you know, trials and errors and, you know, there's like a thousand different ways to use Trello, which is, that's great. It's a very versatile, you can really use it for almost anything. Uh, But what I liked best was that it got me out of my email and it kept conversations organized um, so that when I'm talking about a specific task or project, everyone that needs to chime in on that is all on one card and all the communication is together instead of trying to piecemeal like, you know, a bunch of emails in from different people and, you know, trying to determine where a project is at any phase. I love the idea of being out of email. You can get lost in email like for days. I feel like I sometimes have to wave a white flag. (laughs) Yes, like tap out. We could do a whole nother episode on that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a lot of people are using their their inboxes as their their to-do list. Oh, I stopped that a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, essentially, if you do that, your your to-do list is other people's requests of your time. They want your time, your energy. They want you to look at something or be somewhere. And uh, what I say is that that you'll never find someone emailing you to say, you know what, make that sales call, go after your goals, finish that project. Like that's not what you'll find in your inbox. So if you're using your inbox, stop using it today as your task list. That is an awesome piece of advice. I love it. Do you have any other tips before we wrap up to ensure that our listeners are consistently productive each day? I believe that it's a choice that we make every day to be productive. And you know what? Honestly, sometimes it's a minute by minute choice when we feel like (laughs) the day is conquering us and we're like, you know, like wave that white flag, like, okay, best laid plans. I would say make a plan, plan your day, take 15 minutes to plan your day. And even if it gets on off track, be committed to getting it back on track and then do it again the next day because there will always be exceptions. There's always going to be something that happens. You're going with the methodology of, you know, if I plan my day, I am being more proactive. And if that happens more often than not, I'm going after my goals. So I think it all goes down to planning your day and then working the plan day in and day out. Amber, thank you so much for these amazing tips and your method. I loved all of it. We have a few rapid fire questions that we ask for all of our guests. Do you mind answering a couple for us? Absolutely. Go for awesome. it. Awesome. This is the fun part where you guys, we just get to learn a little bit more about you. So this is a common debate around, we have a couple in here that are actually common debates around the businesses HQ and particularly with our producer, Don, because he and I have a bit of a rivalry on a few of these. So. Okay. Let's see what side of the fence I fall on. <laughs> yes. Coffee or tea? Tea. Oh, so that's the Danielle camp. I am a strict coffee person. Danielle is all about the tea. So what is your favorite book? It can be business or it can be something that's completely fun. Okay. Or maybe business is fun for you. I don't know. <laughs> it is. That's so funny. Like I, when you're saying it could be not business, I'm like, when was the last time I read a non-business book? Because I really find joy in reading business books. So um, my favorite book that has had the most impact on my business its recent date is the book Profit First by mm-hmm. Michael, and I'm probably going to hack his name, McCallowitz. Mm-hmm. And 
I read that in November of 2016, and it absolutely changed my mindset about um, my money, about my business, and uh, just had a huge, huge impact. I have heard a lot of people talk about that book very, very highly. Yes. What was the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? Hire a housekeeper. Yes. Like I literally used my first profits from my business to justify that um, we can now afford a housekeeper. It was like the first line item of expense in my home that I was able to pay for. I love that answer. That is a really good one. Yeah. And right now um, I'm working on a massage a week, oh. but I'm not there. But I have a specific revenue goal that I've shared with my husband. And I said, if we hit that, I'm getting a massage at the end of each week. <laughs> oh, my God. Amber, that's amazing. I love that goal. Now I'm, I, I, I may have a new goal. <laughs> there you go. Self-care to keep going for sure. Right. Do you have a word for the year? Yes. It's sitting right in front of me. Uh, the word is scale. Ah, that's a good one. We have been talking a lot about scale around these parts. Yes. Now, I heard you and, say Microsoft Office, so I assume you're your PC, but Mac or PC? Yeah, I let the bag out of uh, the cat out of the bag, rather. Yep, I'm PC. <laughs> Got it. See, that's the big giant debate between Don and I, and you actually fell into his camp. I am strictly an Apple person, and I am Danielle and Don are all PC, so yes. it's pretty funny. Now, thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone where they can find you. Absolutely. It has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Uh, your listeners can find me over on my podcast if they want to listen at the uh, Productivity Straight Talk. So my podcast is Productivity Straight Talk. I'm on all podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts at. Uh, or they can visit my website at theproductivityspecialist.com. Again, that's theproductivityspecialist.com. And I've got a lot of good freebies. And if you want to get a list of all of my productivity tools, uh, I have it right on my home screen, a little, little button that says my toolbox. Thank you so much again. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. It was, it was a great time. Jamie, I loved that episode. I love all the tips that Amber gave and I can't wait to do all the things except I'm going to do it. I'm going to schedule myself like a half hour in my schedule. So that's like, that will be my block to try to implement all the things and then I'll go forward. I, it was really eye opening. A lot of the things she said, I never even thought of as like when she defined productivity, I never thought about it that way. It was really, really eye opening for me. And I'm not as terrified of the topic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Well, we would love to hear from everyone listening as to what your number one productivity struggle is. Come visit us in the HQ where we'll be talking about this. You can find us at businessease.com slash HQ to join if you're not already a member. And for show notes, you can go to businessease.com slash episode 21, where among other things, you'll find a link to successbreakthroughsession.com that Amber talked about where you can apply to get a free success breakthrough session with her. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group. 
the Businesses HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.